Welcome to the show. Hello, you little bastards. You've made it just in time for the vocal minority with Nick and Steve, a la Brewski. If it's your first time tuning into the podcast, welcome to the show. You'll soon realize that Nick is very decent and just about as sweet as cherry pie. He's one of few that has never done anything wrong. There's a big part of me that likes to help elderly people across the street. Only I take them about halfway. <laughs> okay, and then I just leave them there. I find I'm still doing more than the average person, so it is what it is. Steve is a guy that's exceptional, exceptionally horny. You definitely wouldn't want to have him around your mom if she's hot, but you will want him at every party. Who brings their mom to a party anyway? He's about as loyal as one person can be, and he loves his female fans. Oh, I do. I got a fan under the desk. I got a big one over here off to the side blowing me off the camera. Steve Harness! How do I even begin to tell you about Brewski? His mind is a vault of semi-useless information. Useless until you need it. It's at that very moment that his oddly overgrown brain will seduce you like Fabio and low-calorie butter. It's time for another Brewski. This one is a crazy Brewski. You're right, dude. We get it. Someone get me some Cheetos! Can we please move on, dude? You're right, okay? Let's get the podcast going, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Where's Nick? I'm here, dude. I think we're all here, right? Steve Harness, are you in the building? Present and accounted for. Uh, Brewski? Yeah! All right. Well, that's the trio that you desire. It's the trio you need. Welcome to the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve, a la Brewski, back for another exciting episode of the program. Welcome to the show. The show is free to you, so you're getting what you paid for, people. You get the three of us and uh, ready, steady, go. Check us out on our webpage, thevocalminority.net. All our socials are there. You can communicate with the show. It's 2023. You should know that by now. Find us on all the usuals, uh, Facebook, Instagram, we got YouTube, we got the Tic Tac, uh, we're on that Threads thing, although no one else seems to be, and of course, we're on Twitter, no, we're on X, formerly known as Twitter, it's a really long title now. Why Why not Twitter X? They want to lead with X? I, X I, it's so maybe, stupid. Maybe Elon's trying to go for that whole Prince thing, when Prince went from like Prince yes. to that symbol. And how did that yeah. go for Prince? Not very well. well. I mean, <laughs> Brewski just got back from uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, well, you went to a lot of different places, but uh, I figured you would be sunburned or suntanned. Did you sunscreen it up? No, but I also didn't spend a lot of time outdoors. Ah, okay. It, was, yeah, it had to be hot as crap back there right now, right? And no, it was more humid than anything. Like, jeez. Right yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll hear more of your Memphis story at the end of our program. So if you want to hear about great things that Brewski did in the South, I do, yes. Then hang around for the whole podcast. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. I need to know. He needs to know, and he needs to know now. Before we meet, there's some news you need to know about. I need to know. I need to know now. Needed to know. Need to know. I need some news. I need some news. The news needs to come from me. The news has come. Best news I've heard all day. Okay, everybody, time to shut up and listen. This is need to know news. News you need to know. News, 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 news. Steve Harness. 
Exactly. Uh, I feel like every week on the show, we have this unofficial quest to never mention Donald Trump. And uh, it just keeps failing spectacularly. It's because, impossible right now, dude. <laughs> right. I mean, we really have to talk about him because it just keeps being newsworthy. And I don't even know where to start. I mean, first of all, thoughts on the uh, the mugshot that dropped this week. I mean, uh, uh, I was expecting, you know what? I love it. Let's be honest. I love seeing it. And I giggle a little bit whenever it pops up. But I was hoping for more. I want to put him in the orange. I want to see orange jumpsuit. You know, like I don't want him in his tie. Yeah, he's he's you know? already in orange. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, he is. And uh, Brewski made a comment just behind the scenes on our friend chat today of, uh, you know, him looking down with his chin, but looking up at the camera. He's a villain, dude. Is that not a villainous uh, <laughs> pose that he did? I would say so, yes. And, and you know, the whole idea behind that, besides trying to look like uh, Superman's next arch enemy, I suppose. Right. <laughs> I mean, that was my first thought. You look like a comic book supervillain. What do you Yes, exactly. You've got the suit and, and all that sort of thing. And all he needs is that, that fist, that raised fist, you know? And Yes. Uh, and what's your theory on why he was looking down? Oh, it's a, it's a selfie trick where you hide your double and triple chin. <laughs> yeah. Right. You get rid of and the also, big chin. And also, of the, the, the turkey waddle like Mitch McConnell has that kind of hangs because he was complaining about that picture that Fox kept using of him and it was a profile and he had the McConnell waddle going like you wouldn't believe yeah, because he does. You know, Trump is so vain, as we all know. He's a narcissist, so I know he's not happy with that photograph, even though he's printing T-shirts and all that garbage. Like, he looks like a comic book supervillain. And, uh, you know, it was so funny. As soon as that thing dropped, Nick and I immediately texted it to all three of us. And, you know, yeah, There's a filter going on uh, out and about where you can turn yourself into the Trump mugshot. Oh, oh. God. Is, is that you? That? Yeah, that's me on top. <laughs> in Trump's hair and his suit and everything. You that? look much better than he does. So yeah, that's nice. of course, dude. Come on. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, He. Uh, my immediate thought was you look like a cartoon supervillain in this thing. <laughs> and you certainly look guilty. I don't know why nobody advised him that the tough guy thing does not work in a mug shot. You got to gotta flip it on its end. Like, like his female lawyer. She went out there with a the big smile on her face. And it makes it hard to make fun of the picture. It just looks sure. like a normal senior high school photo or something. Wait, are, yes. are, we, are we talking about the Kraken lady or the cute one, Jenna Ellis? The cute, quote-unquote one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she smiled. So it kind of diffuses the whole thing. And, of course, this immediate irony where he would, you know, tweets out and he's making T-shirts saying, never surrender, even though a mugshot <laughs> is the definition of I surrender. <laughs> Yeah, like that no one so, pointed that out to him. I I didn't know that. I didn't think about that until you said it. I found it hysterical because it is. I mean, that's elementary, <laughs> my dear Watson. Right? Like you surrendered already. Yes, you turned yourself in. We call that surrendering. So well, why you couldn't think of a different word? I mean, yeah. Well, and and we know that uh, one person is still in jail down in Fulton County. You know. Yeah, and why is he doing that on purpose? He couldn't make no, money. no, no. So the 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 guy there, Harrison, what's his name the guy from black voices for trump like that's a real thing right um the, black uh, so voice for trump is what it should be when <laughs> when um when the fbi went to serve him his subpoena he yeah. assaulted the fbi officers oh, oh. Uh, yeah you 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 start swinging at the fbi agents they don't like that sort of that's thing. felonious already right i mean he's already yeah. got a fel felony 
He was denied bail. Speaking of bail, did you see that Trump had to go to a bail bondsman in Atlanta? Shouldn't a billionaire just be able to write his own check? I would have gone to, uh, I would have sought out Dog the Bounty Hunter if I was Trump. You know, if I was going to go to a bail bondsman, I'd go to Dog the Bounty Hunter. Right. But but, but Dog isn't isn't a bail bondsman, though. He's, he just goes and picks up people. Who no, he's run a bail the, bondsman. I was going to say, some I mean, of those that's, bounty that's hunters do both. Half the show, oh, okay. he owns a bail. He owns many bail bonds. Right. Uh, and then they go out and catch their own. So, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, the, the, the picture is comedic. And it literally, that picture is going to go down in history. I mean, that oh, thing yeah. is oh, yeah. shown for millennia to come. The only presidential mugshot and looking guilty. And, uh, I mean, it's, I think it's hilarious that George made him do it. So I'm, I'm disappointed though that they let him self report his weight. Yeah. And how comical is that, by the way? Well, 215. Maybe your left leg is 215. But I was pissed off because it. online books were, were offering really good odds. They set the over runner on 273 and a half. I had 200 bucks set aside. I was going to put on the over on that. Well, it's fake news. You don't have to uh, pay, but you don't win, Brisky. Oh, you God. should have bet like 180. That's what I thought he was going to put. I mean, if you're going to lie. Then no, no, no. But the, but, but the, 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 the books actually ended up having to cancel all the tickets and call it no sure. action yeah. because he wasn't officially weighed. And isn't that a good indication when you're lying at your booking that you're probably lying about everything else? Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, just start the lies right away. <laughs> Rachel so, had a busy day in work, Mugshot Thursday. She had yeah. she was busy, got home late, and uh, she was listening to MSNBC a little bit on the way home, but she hadn't heard his height and weight yet. So when she gets home, I was like, did you hear? Six three two fifteen and scoffed. She's like, "You think that's a lie?" I was like, "Yes." yes. She was like, uh, "Well, I mean, <laughs> yes. I weigh two hundred and forty pounds, and I am uh, five ten, five ten and a half on a good day." All right, uh, Trump, come on. Have you seen the pictures of him in his tennis and golf uniforms? Right. His suits are so oversized; he looks like a child in their dad's suit. Of course. Uh, He's got to weigh what you said, close to two seventy, to at least two sixty-five. No, I, I, I th- three bills. He's easily three bills. You think he's so? His actual height is six one. So he doesn't have those two other inches. Do you think three bills? Yeah, absolutely. He's I three would bills. bet he's somewhere in the 270, 290 range. So 300 is possible. I mean, listen, uh, how about do you like the way he uh, put his hair color down? <laughs> I mean, uh, that's got to be the first what time. Strawberry blonde. Is that what he put? Uh, blonde. Strawberry blonde. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, come on. It's yeah. orange, bro. Yes. So on that topic of this now infamous mugshot, I mean, we have talked before on the show of just how gullible conservatives are that uh, they're giving this man money to pay his legal bills when he had said he was a billionaire. Yeah, and I understand if you want to give money for him to run for president again, that still doesn't make a lot of sense. But that that some logic there, but he's spending all this money on legal bills. Yes. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw, did you have any, do you know what he brought in off of his mugshot in the first, I don't know, a couple of days or whatever off selling t-shirts and whatnot? Did you see uh, the dollar amount? I did. Yeah. Bruce, I, did you see it? I haven't seen an official one, but I'm going to guess around maybe five to 6 million. Very good. $7 million. Yeah. Wow. Really? In. Uh, says he raised seven point one million since Thursday, so that would be basically over the weekend from this article. Wow! And uh, yeah, selling uh, t-shirts and raising money for uh, for his legal bills. So a fool and his money. 
Exactly. Um, I, I don't know how much story you have with this, but uh, I can tail in this with uh, I thought it was interesting that they pointed out the 20 industries that donated most money to the campaign. Sure. To Donald Trump. Yeah. What do you think when I say it? Do you think it's going to be mostly blue collar folks or what do you think it's going to be? Industry What's the category levels? again? What am I guessing? Uh, okay, uh, this is the top 20 industries and in how much money they donated to Trump. So it'll have, oh, you know, cause they, cause when you come, when you donate on campaigns, a lot of times they'll ask you what your occupation is. I mean, I would assume it's probably 70% blue collar and 30%, you know, wall street types and real estate types. Uh, Brewski feel the same. I, I believe so. Yeah. Because if the, if the white collar folks want to donate, they'll just go dark money. They, 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 yeah. they won't, they're they not won't, buying they, t-shirts <laughs> no 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 the, 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 besides they, they can give big dollar stuff they're not going to come in on the smaller dollar stuff like like what we're probably looking at yeah all right let's so see how got? it all unfolds number 20 uh is farmers total donated in the year 2020 was six million six hundred seventy nine thousand and change from farmers alone one of the most subsidized industries out there by the way from the government yes. so good to know they're giving it right back to trump's legal bills okay if you don't feel like big pharma is an issue number 19 is pharmacy uh pharmacies pharmaceuticals and health products total donated in 2020 was ten thousand dollars shy of seven million i I'm assuming most Trump supporters are on antidepressants because you must be living a miserable life if you're a big Trump supporter. So that well, Lipitor. <laughs> <laughs> this next one surprised me a lot. Number 18 on the list was uh, hospitals and nursing homes wow. with a lot, uh, seven point two, almost 7.3 million. Interesting, considering Trump doesn't believe in uh, health or exercise or anything. So. Yeah, and how COVID went. I mean, this is a, this is from 2020. Like, wow. Well, maybe they're paying it forward because Trump sent them a lot of customers during the COVID. Yeah, yeah. he did. <laughs> I suppose that's true. Yeah. Uh, 17 lawyers, law firms, over $8 million. <laughs> Which is uh, ironic since Trump has stiffed that many lawyers yes. on his bills and Num has hired that many lawyers in the last year. He's hired something like 20 lawyers and he has like three right now. He keeps so losing either, them, dude. Who yeah, he either keeps losing them or swapping them out because you, you know, you got to think what kind of lawyer is going to risk their practice and reputation <laughs> to represent Trump. Right. Uh, 16, education, just as a whole, they gave $8.581 <laughs> million. Just to be ironic. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, the most uh, uneducated <laughs> candidate in history. Number 15, general contractors with $8.6 million. Uh, number 14, I civil servants and public officials 9.256 million uh, i'm surprised that i'm surprised the general contractors weren't more because i see so many contractor trucks around here and they all have those trump stickers flags. and stuff yeah exactly <laughs> right yeah yeah same way around here you're right but i don't think that they like parting with their money 13 miscellaneous manufacturing and distri uh, distributing with 9.8 million number 12 was from tv movie and music so artists wow uh, I that surprises me. Gave Is over that all like million. Kevin Sorbo and Chachi? I, I mean, was just gonna say Kevin Scott, Sorbo. It might be Scott Bale, dude. <laughs> right. But but Kevin Sorbo's been complaining that he can't get acting jobs anymore. I don't uh, think that's a new thing for Kevin Sorbo. I don't think he's been acting since Hercules, right? I mean, I don't know who Zeus I, I don't or whatever who, the hell that he, was. What was he? What was that? He show? was Hercules. He was Hercules. Yeah, that's his only thing he's ever done, right? Seriously, number eleven health professionals is what they call it. Uh, Fourteen million and change. 
change given in 2020. Yeah. Uh, 10 oil and gas, almost $15 million. And he's constantly sweating oil, it seems like, well, too. You can and you know what, though? Forehead. He was complaining about the price of gas being too low. Yeah. He's like, we, we got to get it up. We got to get it up. But because the oil companies weren't ma- ma- making money during COVID because nobody was really driving. <laughs> right. Poor oil companies. Yeah. Uh, number nine, miscellaneous business, 16 and change. Um, number eight, securities investments of $20 million. Uh, number seven, this blew my mind. Nonprofit institutions. Wow. $24.639 million. Hmm. I would wonder which nonprofits, because I got to tell you, I work with a lot of nonprofits at the radio station, and I've come to learn that I don't want to call them a flat out scam, but there's some scamming going on there. Oh, uh, 100%. Uh, They qualify or classify as nonprofit, but they're paying themselves exorbitant salaries to more profit anything and tax loopholes and well, you look at, begging you look, everyone for free services. But you look at the Federalist Society. They're considered a 501c3 charity. Right. Yeah. Uh, Isn't the, the NRA a nonprofit technically? I mean, there's all sorts of conservative nonprofits out there that I'm sure are looking to funnel money somewhere. Well, yeah. and the picture that they put next to nonprofit institutions is a priest. So, I mean, think about the evangelical churches that have donated to this fund. Nothing uh, scam going on in a church. So, I hear you. <laughs> uh, number six is a thing called miscellaneous finance. All right. <laughs> Offshore accounts or something. Thing. I have no idea. Hedge That's the dudes. Epstein Island kind of stuff. Just $10,000 shy of $34 million. Wow. Uh, five is real estate, like you said, Stephen. Uh, four, Republican conservatives marked as only Republican conservative. All right. That's what they do for work. Yes. Okay. Number three, casinos and gambling. I would thought they'll be laughing oh. at Trump for being the only person to screw up a casino. Uh, By the way, casinos. I thought they bet on black, not orange. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm reading an article. I can't do this. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Go back to your article. Uh, <laughs> uh, number two is HMOs at 47 million and change. And number one is retired. All right. Wow. This is our senior citizens. Wow. In 2020 alone, they gave $263,340,000. Oh, that is so sad and disgusting. It should well, be elder abuse. In my I was going to say, who is the target of most scams out there? You know, it's almost always senior citizens. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. They're falling for the biggest scam going on out there from the biggest grifter in history. Well, Crazy. you know, another thing that they're actually getting um, getting hit with, too, is that they'll go online and they'll donate online. But what they don't understand when they click the, the little box to accept uh-huh. with the little tiny print is that they automatically get recurring um, payments exactly yes yeah yeah uh they should contact the better business bureau only because trump has so many complaints on there that it makes him uh it makes it hard for him more yeah, complaints get, get in line <laughs> right yeah that's hilarious i mean i wasn't keeping track but that sounded like about 60 40 as far as white collar versus black yeah you, so. you were pretty much right on the money yeah well if you're on that list and if you're one of these people that chipped in for the seven million dollars for the mugshot picture so far i mean if you ever wonder what a chump what a gullible fool looks like just grab a mirror 
Yeah. What in the hell are you doing? Even if you still somehow support the guy, he does not need your money if he's being real with you, if he's really a billionaire. I mean, he kept talking about in the beginning that like, oh, this is a this is a wealthy man. Like he doesn't need our money. He said that already. And you said, oh, that's great. I mean, it's comical. We all know how much lawyers cost and this sort of trial they're talking about with you know, four different trials going on, some 90 something indictments he's up for. I mean, these sorts of trials take months and months, just the trial, yeah. not to mention all the prep work. So, I mean, all of these people are spending now millions in legal fees. And we've already seen that Rudy Giuliani is over begging at Mar-a-Lago to host fundraisers because he's broke. He's put his apartment up for sale in New York City. I mean, it's. Are you surprised at all the DT didn't keep his word and take care of him legally? <laughs> I mean, come on, Rudy. I saw a lawyer being interviewed and he said that for this kind of case, you cannot have other cases going on. You have to put your entire practice into this. And if it doesn't go your way or if Trump stiffs you, you've just destroyed your entire practice. Yes and no, because you're still uh, I mean, you're going to be famous for people are going to know your name worldwide, probably. Sure. Uh, But if you're bankrupt, maybe they didn't before, but you're going to be able to get hired is what I'm saying. Bankruptcy. Who wants to hire the lawyer that Trump hired, though? That sounds like the last lawyer. I don't know. But we're talking about people who are senior citizens that are paying millions of dollars to Trump. Yeah. I suppose you you might get some nutbag like Kanye uh, or some sure. yay who, yeah. who might want to hire you, but that's like a one in a million shot. Nick right. Fuentes, I mean, they're gonna uh, people are gonna line up for this guy. My dude. pillow guy, I mean, sure. <laughs> right? Yes, that's corporate work. Yeah. Wow. Hey, remember he he can always fall back on his his crack sales, so you know you're gonna get money, you're gonna get paid. <laughs> sure can. Yes, we always like to point out that my pillow man used to have a crack problem and probably still does. So probably. oh, and coke too. He did coke and crack. He didn't he, <laughs> he didn't discriminate. It depends on what, what kind of night it was going to be. High class, he did coke. If it was just like having a hungry man and and, and hanging by the TV. Crack. Yeah. Crack. Oh, uh, yeah. All, sure. Off of a, a TV tray. All uh, things think, in <laughs> think about this, dude. If you see that guy and just lo- really look at his face and his, uh, you know, from breast up to top of head, okay? Uh, you can see the little crucifix necklace and his, <laughs> and his blue shirt. If you don't think that that guy has snorted cocaine off a crucifix, you're right. sorrily mistaken. Yeah. He's that guy. Indeed he is. Fun at parties, but don't believe what he's telling you. <laughs> yeah. And Steve lays his head on that guy every night, dude. I love to <laughs> let people know Steve's a my pillow owner. I am. I didn't pay for it as Nick always points out it was given to me. That's and, right. Uh, it was before he went off the deep end, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was back in the day you could get it at a retail store because most stores have dropped him nowadays. So yeah. 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 He knows his crack, he knows his pillows. I mean <laughs> <laughs> All good. This is need to know news. News you need to know. Start the news chant, please. Come on. Hey, uh, do you guys uh, know the name Oliver Anthony? Uh, I did not up until very recently. Okay. Brisky? I, um, I'm get, not related to Casey Anthony, is he? No. Uh, possibly through some sort of lineage, but no, it doesn't. If he is, he doesn't know it. Here's the okay. deal. Yes, this, enlighten us. Uh, this guy wrote a song, uh, and there's rumors around uh, that I'll get to with this guy, but this guy wrote a song for all intent and purpose, okay? Went out in, he lives out in the sticks, I think in Virginia, backwoods. Yep. 
set up in front of his deer stand and just set up a mic and he's out there playing guitar and singing this song well it went viral dude, real quick i mean he went from real being quick. a youtube user with maybe a hundred subscribers to his youtube channel where he just posted his original music right. in two days time to i mean scrolling he, through tiktok he, it was every other clip dude well he's number one on the hot billboard charts right now He's got four songs in the top ten. Yeah. Debuted at number one from an unknown artist. Okay. Country so. artist, which when I first saw that, I'm like, I don't even want to hear the song. You lost me a country artist. but, <laughs> but, but, but You can't ahead. help but hear it, right? You've heard I, it? I, I honestly have not heard it. All right. So let me just preface this by saying that the song is, I mean, the song's decent if you're into country music and it's a little bit more on the old side of country. It's not poppy okay. country. So it's Plus. real country. Yeah, it is real country. And uh, the title of the song is Rich Men North of Richmond. Okay. And it is, uh, well, I'll let you decipher what type of song it is, but I'm only going to play like a minute of it. But sure. it comes with a message that really grabbed a hold of America. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame. What the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is living in the new world with an old soul. These rich men know the rich men. So people just grabbed a hold of the message. And for the from the beginning of it, uh, liberals and conservatives alike were like, oh, we could all feel some of what he was singing about, right? Sure. It's kind of a working man's anthem. And the, the, the major city north of Richmond is Washington, D.C. that is sure. Yeah. And yeah, when this first came out, I was like, do we have to deal with another conservative idiot who's now is famous? Because the, the conservative media is who really blew the song up. Oh, I mean, well, they went on and praised him like Jesus Christ himself. I mean, right. we got a guy here who understands and just laid it all down in a three-minute track. So uh the song goes on to say things that the liberal people then started hearing and were like, I don't know if I agree with this or not. He talks about, you know, people being poor on the street with nothing to eat. And uh, you got obese people sucking on welfare. So I, he didn't keep anything back. So conservatives yep. glom onto him, all the media, even at the Republican national debate yeah. last the week. The first okay? question was about him. First question was about him, and they came out to his song playing and, right. you know, were adored in front of the crowd with big chests and everything else. And uh, as I saw that, it furthered what I was saying. I'm like, I don't even want to know about this guy. Like, oh, uh, another <laughs> right? conservative yes. hero. Well, 
yes. but there's more to it. Well, this song is about so many different people. He was like, you, you cannot just listen to it and then think about one person and be like, that's who I'm talking about. So he was offered on day number two of this going viral an $8 million music contract to sign. And he declined. All right. right. He said, I hear about the Bud Light offer. Uh, Yes. Yes. Bud Light offered him $10 million. They thought maybe this guy would be the key to undoing the Dylan Mulvaney disaster. (laughs) The the guy turned down a $10 million deal. He he doesn't want it, dude. Yeah. From what I understand. So, I mean, he's raking in cash. I mean, he's playing concerts and other things. But yeah, he's turning down multi million dollar offers left and right. Yes. Um, okay. So the other uh, night presidential debate, they played this song as people came out. Oh, like we just told you. In next day, he goes on his YouTube channel and makes a response to it. Uh, in full transparency, I'm not playing the whole thing. I'm just playing like 51 seconds. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny seeing my song in the presidential debate because it's like I wrote that song about those people. You know, so for them to have to sit there and listen to that, uh, that cracks me up. (laughs) But it was funny kind of seeing the response to it. Like that song has nothing to do with Joe Biden. You know, it's a lot bigger than Joe Biden. Um, That song is written about the people on the on that stage and a lot more too. not just them, but but definitely them. I do hate to see that song being weaponized. Like I see the right trying to characterize me as one of their own. And I see the left trying to discredit me. I guess in retaliation, uh, that just got to stop. I don't know that I've seen anything get such positive response from such a diverse group of people. And I think that terrifies the people that I sing about in that song. Yeah, for Hallelujah. sure. I was so happy to hear him say those things. These idiots embracing him on conservative media, making a part of the debate, and him for, for him to come out and be like, I wrote it about you people. Like, yes. you're the ones I'm writing the song about. Why would you be embracing that message? You didn't see you're that? You're totally unaware. <laughs> it's so it's, unaware, dude. But it's, it's, the same, it's the same thing as when conservatives want to come out to Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen, which is an anti-war song. Right. And, yeah. and they, they think it's all about being proud about being from America and that sort yeah. of thing. No, we always talk about is. the uh, lack of self-awareness that people like Trump have and conservatives in general. They don't realize what hypocrites they are. So I freaking love that they blew this man up. This man is now a wealthy dude, a music career ahead of him. If he's not a one-hit wonder, which is, you know, the plight of every musician. Can you keep cranking out hits or he's not? He's got but, some other good stuff that I've listened to. You know, I mean, he's it. obviously, even if you don't like the style, he's de- he's decent at what he does. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, yeah, and I love that he called him out. It's about you. It's not about Joe Biden. It's bigger than all that. I was trying to make a point, and it got completely lost. Yes, and uh, it's funny to see all the conservatives now walking this back. Uh, uh, from what I've read about Oliver Anthony is at one point in time, he dealt with substance abuse and uh, has just recently got sober. Okay. They now are being like, oh, I mean, we uh, this is a dumb kid who's obviously fallen back into it addiction you know to say something like uh you know he's with the liberals you know like no no you mistook this dude and are you aware that they're now trying to bud light this guy yes and they're calling they're using bud light as a a verb okay yeah (laughs) because he had the nerve to mention that uh the diversity was an okay thing that's a he didn't go on some pro-trans rant or pro-gay he just mentioned that you know diversity is okay And, uh, yeah, now they're all uh, freaking out on him. 
That's a trigger word for the conservatives is diversity. They they get triggered real easy when it comes to that because they just think of a woke America. That's what diversity means. Um, I've got his quote here somewhere. I'm trying to find it. But yeah, he mentions uh, diversity. And so now the uh, conservative world is uh, freaking out on him and trying to Bud Light him. So within a matter of like 72 hours, they went from holding this guy up as the, the working class anthem that we should all rally behind to now they want to cancel the guy. Yes. Again, people that bemoan cancel culture and all that stuff within within days, they are eating what they thought was their own. 100%. Uh, fantastic display of your stupidity. Uh, I, I've got the quote here now. He says, quote, we are a melting pot of the world, and that's what makes us strong, our diversity. And we need to learn to harness that and appreciate it and not use it as a political tool to keep everyone separate. And that just pissed off the conservatives. Oh, now you are a champion. They because love free said, speech unless it goes against what their uh, ideology is, you know? Right. Because he, he used the, the dirtiest word to them. Yeah, the D word. Exactly. Adversity. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's all over Anthony, all right? I'm pro This is Need to Know News. (laughs) News you need to know. It's time for another brewski. This one is a crazy brewski. Well, gentlemen, we've um, had a death recently. I mean, I was kind of cheering for this guy. You know, he kind of threw in the towel a little too soon, and now he's dead because he did so. I speak of Yevgeny Prigozhin. So in case anyone who does, doesn't know, Yevgeny Prigozhin was the head of the Wagner Group. Yeah, a uh, real bad dude. And uh, what happened to him? Is well, right? so, this is the guy well, that tried to read the rebellion against Putin. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. remember, so he got all the way to Moscow and then he decided to back off. And then and then Putin disappeared for a couple of days. And then and then they played Kumbaya. And then Putin was like, everything's fine. I forgive him and that sort of thing. Well, yeah. Mr. Mr. Prigozhin was uh, traveling by plane. His plane just happened to just crash. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just fall from goal. the sky. Exactly. Now, that's a diff- That's a departure, though, because ordinarily anyone who Putin wants dead usually flies out of a five or six story window and dies of concrete poisoning. Most of the experts I heard said uh, the only surprising thing here is that Putin waited two months to kill the guy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he showed some reserve. Exactly. Exactly. And obviously Putin's denying it, but uh, come on, of course he killed the guy we to send a message to everyone of don't you dare go against me. I mean, that guy should have moved to uh, Montana as soon as he <laughs> you know, failed his rebellion against Putin. I don't know why he stayed in Russia. I mean, maybe that's what Putin was doing, just kind of messing with him. Like, I'm not going to touch you, man. You can stay here. I know you're yeah. safe. You're, you're safe. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's got a long history of this, and it's reason number 700 why no American should be going to Russia. Yet they keep doing it. I mean, the the women's basketball star, we've got a reporter right now, I think from the Wall Street Journal or something that's being held over there. Like, I don't care what you think your reason is for going to Russia. Don't. Nesting dolls is why I, the only reason I would go to Russia right now is to pick up some nesting dolls. <laughs> what about Get hot chicks? EBay, okay. This, this was the, this I'm was married. The well, you can order them, you know, yeah, order I mean, women. Stay for here me. Inside. The, oh, the, for the, you. Don't think go about your cousin Brewski here. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, can I get Poroski while I'm there? Of course you can. All order right. it across the border. Yeah. And by the way, Russia makes great porn. I mean, the, everyone's so used to being used and abused in that country that the, the women there just line up for some phenomenal porn. But uh, watch it from abroad. Don't go there. That's I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I don't know if I agree with you, dude. Uh, Russian porn? Yeah. It makes me feel so bad for the girls <laughs> that I it doesn't get me horny. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. They're earning yeah. their rubles. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> uh, yeah, it breaks my heart. Uh, listen, do you know who else died, boys? Mm. Yes. Oh, God, you're right. Yes. Come on. Yes. Happy Gilmore is still on his knees. Bob Barker is dead at 99. Yeah. I guessed 100, so I was over. So I lost <laughs> well, well, Bob wasn't. Yeah. He came close to 100 without going over. Yeah, that's right. He he uh, would have been a 100 on December 12th. Yeah. Wow. I mean, listen, he made it to 99. He's a legend. Uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many sick days uh, home from school I watched Bob Barker on The Price is Right. Isn't it funny how that is? I mean, that's my memory of him as well. <laughs> hey, it's laying on the couch stick and watching The Price is Right. Yeah, daytime television. So, yeah. yeah. No, uh, he was a legend, and uh, Drew Carey. Uh, I better be, uh, you know, singing his praises since he owes his current career to him. Screw you, Drew Carey. This is the only news you need to know. After all, this is need to know news. News you need to know. Enough said. All right, uh, we talk a lot on the show for some reason about adults pooping their pants. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is my favorite segment, dude. It just seems to keep coming up on this show. <laughs> and I feel like when we talk about it, like maybe some of the audience does not want to hear that, but it's just becoming more common to be hearing stories. I think I think everyone's probably got this story, but no one wants to admit to it. So we're trying to destigmatize pooping your pants on this show as an yeah, adult. Of course, dude. It's a bodily function that <laughs> as you get older, it tends to happen more frequently than it did in your 20s. Although you apparently don't have to be that old. From the Huffington no. Post this week, Joe Jonas reflects on public reaction to him telling a story about pooping his pants live on stage at a concert. That's a Jonas brother? Yes. One of the Jonas brothers told a candid story <laughs> on some podcast I've never heard of uh, where he said, I talked about pooping his pants live on stage. He says, oh, I like wow. people to come up with their own idea of what it was. But he says, there's a point in your life where, as an adult, you can remember the last time that you pooped your pants. Sure. Uh, he said a uh, a bad day to choose uh, to wear white clothing. He was wearing white. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Did he just, he, and he just kept playing? Yes. He says, uh, I feel like I paid my dues and I'm part <laughs> of some secret club now. That's my point. We're trying to make this not a secret club anymore. Yeah. He said it was uh, a bit of a scare and he can't believe that we got to do this every night with all of you. Uh, yeah, he loves all of his fans out there. But yeah, the the story has been uh, bouncing around his uh, fan pages and everyone sharing their reactions. Some shocked and disgusted and others sharing their own stories. So he's become the spokesman for uh pooping, pooping your, pants. your pants yeah well, i mean that's fantastic i say it's not the uh, glorious lifestyle of rock and roll that everyone envisions but yeah. <laughs> no it's, it's reality when people poop their pants i mean people poop their pants at all different times all different stages of life all different places i've pooped my pants several times dude and i'll tell you this uh people are mainstreaming that you wear diapers all the time <laughs> now on tv do you see diapers all all over i don't know what channel you're watching it's probably msnbc which has an older audience right <laughs> yeah i'm seeing uh wait, any, anytime we go into costco they now have diapers for adults in 24 yeah, 7 use well, yeah just put it on dude <laughs> well that's that's because boomers are aging dude that's why the boomer population is huge and they're all in their 70s now 
Yeah. That's ageism. You can be any age to poop your pants, Bruce. I get that. I get that. But who who was going to be buying those those adult diapers? Well, apparently Joe Jonas might be the Joe spokesperson. For, I don't know. Dude, we're getting lazier as a country by 2040. We're just going to be peeing and pooping in diapers. Right. You, know, you know, back many years ago, before I, I moved to Seattle, I worked at a rock station in Boston, and we did a thing called the YooHoo Bladder Bust. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And people had to, and we had three listeners, and they had to put an adult diaper on, and they had to just keep, they had to sit there and drink YooHoo's yes. the, the entire time. And whoever whoever peed their pants first, they they got knocked out. Whoever was the last person to pee the adult diaper got the big prizes that we were nice. giving away. Well, and there's a famous story in the world of radio. Someone died doing that kind of contest. In, oh, that's the, the water one, though. Yeah, same concept, though. You have to hold your urine for as long as they could. And this woman, who was a parent, died. The contest yeah. was hold your Wii for a Wii, the Nintendo Wii. Yes. And yeah, our old employers, uh, Intercom in Sacramento here, they're the ones that had this brilliant idea. And uh, yeah, apparently uh, holding your urine in for an extended period of time can cause death. Yeah, it sure can and did. So. I, thought, I thought it was because of the the amount of water that she that she consumed uh that is true you can drink too much water but i think uh maybe it was a joint thing i don't know somebody died though and radio stations stepped away from the contest i think you can only get the toxic shock from holding in water if you don't urinate it was it's the combination it wasn't just the water that they overdosed on it's the fact that they drank a bunch and then held it in and then yeah toxic shock and died now because um, of some radio station contest hey at at least at least for the YooHoo bladder bust, we were giving away a jet ski and, and a trailer, not right. a Wii. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Jet ski might be worth dying for. Exactly. You so. know, we had the Jonas Brothers about here in town a week before I went out of town to Nashville and Memphis. Oh, yeah. And I, I picked up a bunch of the uh, concert goers. Females, right? Chicks everywhere, all over outside uh, on Causeway Street in front of the garden. And they, uh-huh. they all were they were wearing shirts that said, I heart hot dads. Uh, Jonas Brothers, dude, uh, they have quite the following. You should have uh, just told everyone that was in your car about your son, dude. I'm a hot dad. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, speaking of your travels to Memphis, we're uh, approaching the end of this hour. Oh. You want to, uh, What were your highlights of going to, going to Graceland, Memphis, Tennessee? I'll give you the Graceland story first. Um, so Graceland, smaller than I thought it was going to be, the house itself. That's hysterical. Yeah, I always pictured it as big, too. Uh, if you think about it, I think, oh, wow, Elvis was just buying people pink Cadillacs. And uh, I guess I think of it in today's dollar, because what was he spending on somebody? Five grand? You know, what What did it cost for that pink Cadillac, right? And his house yeah. couldn't be that extraordinary by well, today's standards. Yeah, so there, there were other buildings that were built uh, later on. Like there was a whole another outbuilding that was his racquetball court in uh, indoor racquetball, which was gorgeous, which and was, was never a, used. I assume. <laughs> no, he actually not he actually after put, seventy, right? Yeah. And then uh, there, there were also the barns that had the horses. They had a bunch of horses there. The basement there had a beautiful billiard room, and. Nice. Um, I had to take a picture of Elvis's TV remote, which was amazing. This really cool Zenith remote. Yeah, yeah that was vintage. Did you was- uh, feel the spirit of like Elvis? I mean, was there a cool vibe in there as far as like, could you feel him around? Oh, yeah, yeah. TCB, wow. baby. TCB. Taking care of business. In a flash, no less. 
Yeah. Um, but, I thought that was uh, kind of yogurt he was eating all the time. TCB. No, the, the, frozen the, yogurt. The, 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 <laughs> that's frozen yogurt. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So um, the cars was a big highlight for me as well because he had some amazing cars. Sure. Nice. Yeah. And, what, was, um, what was the room that I was, uh, you posted on Facebook. I mean, it was straight out of the 70s. Wood everywhere. Everything was wood. The panel, yeah, so the, the furniture. <laughs> I mean. So that that was the jungle room, and it actually had carpeting, green shag carpeting on the floor. Yeah. And then I posted a picture of this round chair that had these like uh, tiki carvings on the other side, and there was a teddy bear sitting on the chair. Yes, and, this used and abused looking pathetic poor teddy bear. <laughs> okay, it's a weird looking thing. So now here's the story behind that. Yeah. When Lisa Marie was a little child. That was her teddy bear and that particular chair. She used to like to sit in that chair and cuddle her teddy bear and she would nap there. Did you, this is a, and this is not an odd question for me to ask you. Sure. Did you smell the sea? You couldn't get anywhere near it. (laughs) Oh, you could just view it. Yeah, exactly. Though, though you you couldn't touch anything. So, so were you and your sister geeking out? Was it a good experience? She okay. She geeked out at the Elvis thing. I geeked out when we went back to Memphis, up to Memphis, and saw the Stax Museum of American Music. Just amazing, amazing. That's and real the, cool. And of course, the one the big heartbreaking moment is being at the Lorraine Motel. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, and uh, but they actually oh. show on the ground. Why? What, what happened there? That's where Martin Luther King MLK. was assassinated oh, in 19, oh, okay. 1968 gotcha. by James yeah. O'Reilly. And yeah. they actually show they paint on the ground the path where the bullet came from. Ouch. Dude. Boy. So it's yeah. up close yeah. and, and personal. Well, That's oof. Well, the, the hotel actually is now the National um, Civil Rights Museum. Right. Uh, that sounds great, dude. Uh, is it was that your last stop? No, we, we we went to we went to Memphis, and then uh, on Wednesday, Thursday was uh, Graceland. Uh, did you uh, did you rock some Bud Light at bars, and did you get any side eye? Okay, so I'm glad you asked me that question. <laughs> so at every bar I went to, except for one, um, I ordered a Bud Light, and they were like, "Okay, no problem." I went to a casino in Tunica, Mississippi, and I sat down at the bar, and I looked at the taps, and one tap. A handle was missing, and it was like in the middle of the tap thing, right? And right, then when yeah. they and then and then when they have the bottle display to show you what they have for bottles, there was Bud. Then there was a missing uh, an, uh, an empty spot, and then the rest of the bottles. So <laughs> obviously, idiots. Yeah. They, so they, they had their own little Bud Light boycott happening there. They huh? did. No, but then I went to another yeah, next to a Budweiser bottle. Right. Like, <laughs> I know. So and they're totally not the same. Not at all. Right. But uh, we went to another casino next door to that casino, and I could get Bud Light no problem. Nice. Mm. I saw oh, you posted it, somewhere we're selling Bud Lights for a buck. Yeah, at the, at, the, great. at the Circle K. <laughs> the Bud Light's a dollar, but the ass-kicking is free from the rednecks <laughs> in the parking lot. So. Yeah, uh, right. Oh, I, I, I'll tell you what, though. When I went in there, um, the Bud Light in the case, the Bud and the Bud Light, was really picked over. Ah, nice. I'm they sure. probably put it in a brown paper bag and just try to play coy. Uh, but... Well, listen, when it's a dollar and it's that hot outside, oh, yeah. it goes down oh, easy. Oh, my gosh. Man. Oh, so fun. It goes down but... easy, like a conservative in a uh, men's room truck stop. Yeah. Hey. Hey. That? <laughs> yeah. That's Matt Schlapp. Schlapp it away. There you go. Uh, while, uh, just quickly, uh, with uh, you bringing up Martin Luther King Jr., uh, conservatives have been posting his mugshot. 
right yeah. next to Trump's and saying like uh, there has been other good men who have had a uh, uh, other good men. How dare you? Well, well, here's the thing, though. This is the same thing. So uh, the Jen's mother used to have the bumper sticker that the King County GOP used to put out that said MLK was a Republican. Now, now here's the thing, though. He was. But think about this. At the time when. um Ike was president. The Republican Party was much different than they are today. Yes. I mean, heck, Eisenhower supported unions. He supported civil rights. And and there there was a reason why. Well, Lincoln was a Republican, but it's not the same as today. Exactly. Exactly. So that that's that's what I would say to conservatives who want to put MLK's mugshot next to Trump's. Yeah, yeah I mean, cherry picking for the love of God. Yes, exactly. And you are putting those two side by side because of the. Go ahead, dude. I see it. Go ahead. Get out. Get out. The harness has bats. What am I gonna um, do? Go out, dude. Oh, go you can out. See it on the camera. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Oh, it's coming right by oh, you, dude. Good God. Backcountry. It's a, you're oh gonna be God, Batman. Will's chief is be oh. Batman. All right, peace out. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, just oh walk out God. of the room. Call me. Oh my God, it's swooping right by me. Yeah, go. Uh-huh. Dude. Go. Get out. Run. Get out. Run. 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 Go. Run. Go. Run. Run. <laughs> well, that's a perfect ending to the show, don't you think, Bruski? Uh, absolutely, Nick. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up then. Uh, welcome back, dude. I'm glad you had a good trip, dude. I I, I can't wait to see uh, or hear or see some more about that uh, Stax Museum. That sounds cool. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was it was truly amazing. That's so funny. All right, yeah. Stephen. Hi, am I on the podcast now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're on the podcast. Are you safe? I, I'm out of the studio. I kind of forgot to tell the story on the show that I've got bats living in my studio, but they're not supposed to be in there in the middle of the day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Steve uh, has a rental and they're taking their sweet ass time to come and take care of them. Uh, they're flying around there, Stephen. Yeah. That's great. So now what the hell do I do? Uh, I can, I'll can. i tell you, because we can still see your studio. I'll tell you when to go in and just hit yeah. stop. And then what? Are we done with the show? I don't. We can't sit here and record another one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you uh, don't want to get bit, huh? No, I'm really not. <laughs> I know being bit by a spider turns you into Spider-Man. I don't know if being bit by a bat turns you into anything but a corpse. It just gives you rabies, dude. That's it. Hey, There's just, a freaking bat hovering around my head in the studio. That is so terrible. Well, I don't know. Oh, you can't go back in there. I guess we do a one-show pony, dude. I think we have to. I got to go hit stop on the recording eventually. Yeah, I'll tell you when you can go in. Just leave that door and go run in. God. All right, let, find us online, thebulkminority.net. Yeah, let's say goodbye. <laughs> all right. Thank Good you. Luck. Thank you very much. Uh, say goodbye, Brewski. Goodbye, Brewski. Test one, two. Test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. All right, dude. Um, <clears throat> That's hilarious. Are you standing had, by that door? I had no idea. Yeah, I, if Steve didn't mention it. Oh, okay. Are you there, Harness? Yes. Yeah, we didn't talk about the bat, but as soon as you ducked, I saw that bat flying around on your screen. I saw it, too. It just went, like, right behind my desk, right by my head. Oh, man. Uh, it looks clear in there now. This is what I would do. 
go crack the door and I'll tell you if anything moves. And if it doesn't, just run in and hit stop and get out, dude. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Just I gotta go in there. I gotta get. I gotta hit stop and I gotta pull my laptop out of there. So I guess tell me what you see. Okay. Crack the door and make a little noise, and I'll tell you if he's flying. Let me see. I don't see anything. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, go, go, go. <laughs> this is the vocal minority with Nick and Steve.